beautiful soul, pause for a moment. Feel the presence of God, universe, source, your angels, and spirit team wrapping you with love. God knows exactly who you are and has many purposes for you. How do you know which way to go in life? You listen to the positive, loving whispers coming from your heart. That's your intuition. And your intuition is the way your spirit team talks to you and guides you. It's a compass that has every answer you'll ever need. When you follow your heart, you're always on your path. So be confident. Love all of who you are because you're perfect. Follow your joy and let God show you how you can make this world better. To help you do that, here's today's episode. If you'd like to support this podcast, please tag at Angel Podcast and share this episode on your socials. Leave a five-star positive review. And if it calls to you, work with me at theangelmedium.com. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Intuitive Kids Podcast. I'm your host and author, Julie Jancis, and we're back again with Samantha Fay. Samantha was on last time talking about dreams and how we can recall our dreams, interpret our dreams. She's even got a book about it. But today I want to talk about intuition with Samantha and how kids can start developing their intuition because Samantha's a mom. She's got three girls of her home her own. And I know that she has taught them how to develop their intuition as she's been raising them. So Samantha, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome. Thanks for having me back. I love to talk about intuition for kids because I think more and more people are having their lights turned on, don't you? Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. How would you start off by even describing what the intuition is to kids? Well, I always tell my kids that each of us has like a light bulb above our head, right? And some of us have like a 60 watt light bulb and some of us have a 150 watt light bulb. And people who are naturally intuitive, our light is just really turned on. And so we tend to attract all sorts of stuff to us. And I also tell them that you have this, this little voice that resides in your heart that always knows what's right for you. And if you slow down and take deep breaths and, and just push everything else away, you can hear that still small voice within. Yeah. So you have three girls of your own. What are their ages and how did you start teaching them how to develop their intuition? Well, right now my kids are 16, 19, and 20, which I can't believe. But throughout their whole childhood, I was always talking to them about their intuition. Now, here's the thing with me, though. My kids are very naturally psychic, especially my youngest, and I never tried to promote that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think it's important to be like, wow, you're like my middle daughter. She has an actual party trick. It never fails. It freaks everyone out. If you tell her I'm thinking of a number from one to 10, she will guess it every time. And so <laughs> now that she's in college, she'll be out and about and friends will be like, do your party trick. So they all have they all express their intuition in very different ways, but I never wanted to be like, wow, you're psychic. You're special. This is amazing. You can do so much with that. I never, ever did that. 
I just said, everyone has this and not everyone is, is aware of it. But if you learn to work with it, it can really enhance your day, your spiritual path and your connection to God. So I always encourage them without pushing them. If, if, if that's a yeah. distinction. Well, with what you do, were they curious about it? Yes and no. It's it's really funny. Like sometimes, so I, I'm really into crystals. So I'm always teaching my kids about crystal. I am a Reiki master. So I attuned them to, to Reiki. And at the time when I was doing all of that, they were like, oh, I don't know, this is kind of weird. But now that they're older, they go back to it again and again and again. I love to do chakra balancings and cleansings on my kids where I'll just lay them out on the floor in the living room and I'll put the crystals over them and I'll instruct them into deep breathing and and I will teach them, you know, tune into the red ball of light at the base of your spine. Do you see anything on there? Just imagine it. Don't don't try to see anything. Just make yourself imagine a red ball. Do you see any smudges on it? And kids are so open. They'll go, oh yeah, there is a little smudge. And then I'll tell them, you know, we'll visualize white light pouring over it and let's move up to the orange ball below your belly button. So I've always done that with with my kids. And Middle school, early high school, they were like, all right, mom, enough with the rocks. But now that they're older, they're, they're really interested in it again. That's incredible. Um, I know my daughter, I, I feel the same way with raising her that um, I'm not trying to like push her into anything, but I do point out where she's like a very quick manifester. Um, she manifests everything so incredibly fast. Um, and it started this one day in kindergarten where she woke up and she goes, mom, do we have blueberries? And I go, no, Elle, we don't have blueberries. And she goes, I really like some blueberries. And we're like a blackberry raspberry family. And my client that morning brought over the hugest package of fresh blueberries from like the farmer's market that I had mm -hmm. ever seen. Um, but she does this type of stuff all the time. So I'll point that out. And then at the end of the night, she likes me to walk her through different healings or meditations to like fall asleep. She's like, mom, can you do that again? It helps me. <laughs> Are there any tools like that that you use with your kids too to help them tune into that all their own inner wisdom? Yes, all the time. When we would, I used to drive them to school every day. And because I have three little girls or had now they're older, but at the time when they were little, they were all into princesses. So I would I would always do the same thing when we were driving to school. I would say, girls, picture yourself getting into Cinderella's carriage. And, and picture it's all white and beautiful purple and gold. And with your finger, visualize sealing yourself into that carriage. Because mm -hmm. I wanted to model and teach for them how to put a bubble of light around them before they went into school. I would always teach them how to do deep breathing, how to ground their energy, how to visualize tree roots coming out of the soles of their feet. And I always used the word imagination very differently. Ooh, right? Because I think... I think intuition, mo most of intuition occurs in what we call our imagination. Mm -hmm. And it's only when you start paying attention to the ideas, the thoughts, the lyrics, the songs that are popping into your head, 
and you start to write them down and they're later validated that you realize, oh, that wasn't my imagination. That was my intuition. Mm -hmm. So I would use that word imagination with my kids, not like imagine this pretend world, but imagine this is really happening for you. If they were worried about a test, I would say, imagine yourself walking into the class, sitting down at your desk, looking at the piece of paper and knowing every single answer. And now imagine getting that piece of paper back and there's a big red A on it with a great job written next to it. So yeah. I would always teach them to use their imagination in, in that proactive, positive way, which I think was very helpful. Mm -hmm. Because when we can close our eyes and imagine something and construct it and build it within our minds, it's almost like within our imagination, we are building the map or the blueprint for what it is that we want to do here or build here. And there are so many scientists, creators, inventors, authors, singers who imagined within their head the hum to a song or the lyrics to a song or the movie that they wanted to create or the invention. And once they could see it, within their imagination. It was a map that now they could bring it into the physical world and go do it. Yes. Yes. And I think we need to empower our kids by letting them know they have that ability too. Yeah. I also think it's important to take your cues from your kids. Mm -hmm. So if they're pushing back on some of that, you know, back off. For example, my children's father works as a private investigator and a child, well, not a child, a teenager went missing. And so he asked me to tune in and, and see if I could get anything. And I was, I had the flu really, really badly. And my kids were in high school at this point. And so I said to my girls, I'm going to walk you through a guided meditation and just focus on this photograph of this girl and tell me what you see. One daughter saw the girl walking on the beach with a boy and described the boy in very good detail. The other daughter saw a motel and the third daughter got a name. And so their dad was able to put that all together and, and they actually got the name of the motel at the beach and she had run away with her boyfriend at the time and they were able to find her. Well, my kids did such a great job on that. I was like, wow, look at you girls. And it, <laughs> it freaked them out. It freaked them out. They were like, that is scary. Where did that come from? And, and they just didn't want to talk about intuition, crystals, meditation for a good while after that. And I said, okay, fine. And you know, I didn't talk about it. So I think it's important to expose them to these things in a very positive way that empowers them. But if they're not open or receptive, or they're afraid of their abilities, I think that's okay too. It 100%. will always be with them. Yeah. And it's right there. If a child doesn't want to tune into their intuition right now, it'll always be there when you're 10, when you're 20, when you're 50, when you're 70, to be able to tune back in um, at any time that you want yes. to in your life. It never goes away. And, and the hard thing about being an intuitive child is that sometimes, you know, you do see scary things like a ghost and that that really can frighten a child. And I've always trained my kids. They have the power. They have the power. They have the connection to the divine within them. And so if they say, no, I don't want to see this ever again, then they won't. And so I always trained my kids if they saw, because one of my children, she saw ghost a lot as a kid. And I would say to her, call an Archangel Michael, call on your guides and angels, Mother Mary, you know, and ask that this no, no more. And I would, oh, and she'd say, you do it, mommy. And I'd say, no, honey, 
This is your energy. This is your personal power. You have to do it. And I did that when she was four years old, but it, it, it works. So I think that's important too. Yeah. And that I think is important to mention too, that it always works. Like God knows your heart. And if you say, God, I do not want to see anything from the other side, they will not scare you. They will not bring anything through. They will make sure that you're protected and that you don't see anything. And that is completely fine too. I think it's important too, to talk about how as you're developing your intuition, when I was developing mine, I wanted to see more at one point because a lot of times when we're developing our spiritual gifts, we think that there's something maybe very different or more grandiose than they really are. They're much more subtle. And so I asked to see things more clearly and see clear, see spirit more clearly. And I did. I started to have that come through. And I was like, nope, I am fine seeing spirit in my imagination, in my mind's eye as silhouettes. I, I don't want to see it as clearly like they're right in front of me. And so it disappeared and it's never come back again because I created that boundary and asked God to protect my energy. So are there any other tools like that, that, that kids can use to really protect their energy and their space? Yes, I think kids need to be mindful of the fact that all of us exist here under free will. So if we want that protection, we want that safety, we do need to ask for it. And so I think modeling for children how to do that is really important. So growing up, I always would pray with my kids. Um, we went to church on Sundays. I would always, if they had a problem, I would help them, obviously. But I, at, the, at the end of the day, when I was tucking them in, I'd say, don't forget to ask your angels. And so I think it's really important for parents to remind their kids that they have so much help out there, but they do have to ask for it. And I think that if they realize there is this bigger world that we can't necessarily always see with our physical eyes, but this world is here to help you. It is here to foster your spiritual growth and development and support you throughout your life. I think we're giving our children a huge advantage in life. Amazing. Amazing. I wondered too, if you've been doing the podcast for so long, if you have any stories of intuition and kids that come to mind to share. Oh gosh, yes. We've had so many listeners write in about their intuitive children and the amazing things that they're seeing and experiencing. And it makes me feel that that more and more, either more and more kids are being born that are intuitive or more and more of us parents are being open to recognizing it. My favorite stories are the listeners who talk about their kids talking about how they chose them to be their parents. And I just love that idea. We've had so many stories. Um, one, one little boy told his mom that, that God cleared like a cloud and, and he saw three sets of parents and he was able to pick one. And he said, and I chose you because you were the prettiest. So. Oh, so sweet. And there are kids out there too who remember past lives, remember where they lived or where they worked and can actually recall the house, the address. And yes. this has all been validated. It's just so incredibly fascinating. Why do you think, Samantha, that some kids are able to come into this lifetime and remember so much when most of us come in and we can't remember 
any of that from the past? Well, I've studied a lot of Dr. Jim Tucker's work or Dr. Ian Stevenson and Carol Bowman, who wrote a whole book about the past lives of children. And if you look at statistically overall, the children that tend to remember their past lives are the ones who died suddenly or tragically. And so I think if you had a difficult, sudden ending or an ending that felt unjust to you, you didn't get to live your full life. Yeah. I think you come back more quickly. And I think you tend to retain more of those memories than than the typical, you know, those of us who are lucky to live much longer and, and have natural endings. So I think that's a key part of it. Also, it could be that there are issues that we bring into this current life that do need to be healed. And if we're not healing them with the other signs that our guides are giving us, maybe the only thing they can do to wake us up to this thing that needs to be healed is to help us recall a past life. Yeah, very interesting. Samantha, thank you so much for being here. Would you share with everybody where they can find your book, your podcasts, your website? Sure. So my website is samanthafay.com. And if my podcast are psychic teachers and enlightened empaths, and my book is called The Awake Dreamer, and you can get it anywhere, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, uh, but hopefully your local bookstore. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your time with us today. We so appreciate you and love the work that you're doing in this world. Thank you. Right back at you. Want more episodes? Check out our parent podcast, Angels and Awakening. Beautiful souls, if you're super excited to develop your own intuition, go to theangelmedium.com and become an angel member today. Angel membership is for the whole family. Parents get access to hundreds of hours of past course content, new intuitive development circles, events, small groups, and more. And now kids get access to spiritual workshops, pre-recorded energy healings, and live events just for them. Start today at theangelmedium.com. And if you're the family who's really excited, you're ready to go all in developing all of your unique spiritual gifts, kids ages 14 and up can now enroll in my angel Reiki school with a parent. That's for the healers among us who feel called to grow their intuition to the max and serve humanity with their gifts. You'll learn Reiki energy healing, mediumship, how to deliver angel messages, and how to start your own family business. That's the Angel Reiki School at theangelmedium.com. Details are in the show notes. Now, do you want to do an exercise with me? Imagine God is pouring unconditional love through the top of your head. This unconditional love fills your body with yummy, shimmering energy from head to toe. So much so that God's love begins to radiate out from your entire body, from your heart, like rays of energy radiating out from the sun. Imagine God's infinite, unconditional love flows from your heart to everyone you love, to everyone in your school, to everyone listening to this podcast, and back to you. Your angels remind you they're always looking out for you, guiding you, directing you, protecting you. Talk to God and your angels all day long and listen to your heart for the positive, loving messages they have just for you.